0: Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake. It's up as four on SAFM. we we'll are play you music from Sonique. It feels so good to have the sisters join us on the line to have you as well, social commentators Nellisa, Mulana and Zyanda Sturman. Ladies, happy Monday, happy Level 3, Mzanzi. Welcome to the show.
1: Morning,
2: thank you.
0: How are you ladies doing? Good, good, good. Hey. good thank you, Manja. Lovely, line. thanks for waking up so early. I know it's 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 a bit rough, but some of us couldn't sleep there. Eh? anticipating what possibly might happen today. Nice to have you on the, on the show. Um, Nelisa, let's start with you, ma'am. As a social commentator, you must have your hands full uh, sometimes trying to make sense of what's going on and also uh, at the same time trying to teach us uh, what it is that we should be thinking about to make progress in whatever we do. Sorry,
1: I missed start to say that again.
0: No, I was saying, as a social commentator, you must be busy um, with information that you need to share with us so that, uh, you know, we are on the same page, we do the right things, and uh, we have the, the the right debates on the table.
1: Yes. Well, um, I think, you know, being on lockdown and everyone being online, it means, yeah, there's a lot of traffic.
0: Uh, absolutely. Is is it easy to sift through the information available now?
1: Well, I mean, I think, for, um it it can be. It is easy because, obviously, uh, as somebody who who works in this space, anyway, in terms of um, watching what's trending, um, uh, you know, we we learn to find a system to keep
2: up.
0: I can imagine. Zianda, welcome back home, Sisi.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah, How how has the lockdown been? I mean, you move from one country to the next and you find that the lockdown is really, really tough. Some of us are here yeah, battling every day to, to make sense of it.
2: Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I think being in the U.S. Uh, during the lockdown was a completely uh, crazy and, and different experience. Um, and in many ways, uh, I mean, you've also seen in, in the U.S., uh, or, or some of us have been able to see whether it's on uh, national media or social media, um, just the resistance to the lockdown um, from certain aspects of, of American society. So it's, it's been very, very strange going from that country um, and coming back to South Africa. And something that I say to people all the time um, is that I'm, I'm just, I'm amazed and really quite proud of, of South African society for you know when, whenever i I do go anywhere, which is obviously not often, but whenever I do go anywhere, everybody's wearing you know a, a face mask, and everybody is um, uh, uh, taking hand sanitizer at the you know the entrance of a bank or or a supermarket as they go and that simply wasn't the case um in the u s so it's the the whole lockdown experience has been incredibly jarring uh, because I've experienced it in two different countries.
0: Indeed. Now, ladies, obviously we know what's going on at the moment in the U.S. Uh, Mr. George Floyd, we've seen, we've seen the video and the, the reaction of the people there. Here, yeah. what do we say? Well,
1: no. I mean, I think um, we. I mean, I think the uh, this incident, or what very or very tragic, is obviously not new. Um, in the U.S., I mean, the U.S. has a very long history of um, police brutality against uh, black men, and I think um, the the response at the moment is just really indicative of you know how much people have had enough of of, of that kind of um, uh, behavior. Um, and it's been brewing quite a lot in, in, in the
0: U.S. I mean, it's like, I guess it's reached, it's reached a fever pitch of sorts. Yes. And and obviously, the world is watching, even in South Africa, a lot of people have been talking about it on Twitter. Does that surprise you, ladies? Uh, you, Zianda? Um,
2: yes. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, I agree 100% uh, with, with what Melissa is saying. Um and I, I think, you know, sort of reading into the full moment of of what's happening in the US. I think that's, I mean, that's a country that is now experiencing uh, 41 million people being unemployed, um, and have have become unemployed over the past couple of months. Um, and I think that that's, you know, there's there's a lot of people there who are under enormous financial pressure, um, and the only relief they've gotten from from government is. A one-off check of one thousand two hundred dollars, which is not very much money at all, um, if you're thinking about the fact that this pandemic has been ongoing for, you know, nine to ten weeks now. So I think I think what what we're seeing is a convergence of different crises, um, and it's and it's because this is something that's that's been going on for a very long time, um, and because now we have social media, um, particularly paying such a huge part of, of people's lives since you know, everybody is at home and since everybody is, is very online uh, in a way that, that we haven't necessarily all been at at the same time um, in the past, I think that's what, what definitely amplifies um, uh, what's happening.
0: Sure. The, the figures you put there, 40 million is quite a number of people. Uh, obviously, the stress is going to come out given the fact that uh, Mr. Floyd, his, his misdemeanor was a fraudulent check, but look at what he has done.
2: Yeah. Right. And and worldwide and I, I think I think that yeah. Yeah. yes, Madison. Exactly. And I I mean I yeah, I, I was just about to say that I think I the anger is fully justified that, you know, yes, if he was accused of, of a fraudulent check, that shouldn't have been a death sentence. That shouldn't have been meant that, you know, police would arrive and, and act in the manner that they did.
0: Yeah. Now, now looking at what happened with us in South Africa, obviously you you must have read the story of Mr. Collins Kossa. Provocation in that report that came out from the military was that uh, you know people are provoked, and that resulted in the you know tragic end of uh, Mr. Kossa. Are you surprised at this? Unfortunately, I'm not, um,
2: because you
1: know. The I mean the way that the justification has been made really does not make sense. I mean in, in the same vein that I, mean, I I want to take the words out of Beander's mouth again when she said um the you know the the supposed offence does not justify the response. There was no reason for um for cause Costa to uh to die because the soldiers felt provoked, um, you know, and it really just feeds into the narrative that we already know of the over-enthusiasm of the military and the peace in the South African community, and uh, I mean, it's just that it's not, it's, it does not make sense um, to me. I mean, even the report is not coherent, It does not make sense at all. And it's not something that we should just let go just because, that's, you know, that,
0: that's what has have been said, because it's not right. Xander, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, having lived in the States, mm-hmm. um, you see how, you know, the American public has reacted to Mr. Floyd's passing. And you compare that mm-hmm. with how we have reacted to Mr. Corsa. What would you say?
2: I mean I I think the, the incredibly difficult thing in the um in the Collins Coffee case uh is very much that um information wasn't available um about his death. And there there have been um numerous others who have also been um attacked and, and fatally injured by by uh, members of the SAPS and the SANDF, Um and there's there's just been so little information available um about what's happening and, and I think that's That's because of two things firstly, um as Melissa said, you know if if you read the report from uh, from the of facts of the case um and what the military has said, and, and the witnesses have said uh you know the the, the officers on site um took cons- confiscated people's cell phones um, who witnessed the attack on on Mr. Corsa and they deleted footage from it, so in that sense you know many of us didn't know. And um, that this had happened until, uh, you know, the, the court case and then until some journalists started writing about it. Um, and I, and, and to a certain extent, I think we, we, you know, should definitely speak about the fact that South African media was saturated for weeks, you know, with, with complaints about cigarettes and complaints about hot chickens from, you know, Woolworths. And uh, it felt like there was a lot of airtime being given given to, yes, serious, but also quite frivolous. Um, uh, issues about the lockdown whereas incredibly important issues like uh, Mr. Corfo's death like uh, the death of, of others at the hands um, of the security forces have been largely ignored um, and so if I'm looking at the difference between you know, what, what, what South Africans' response to Mr. Corfo's death has been versus Americans to George Floyd's death I think there's, there's a huge gap in the, in the information that was available to people um, and and which then obviously informed how how we react and
0: and what we know about the situation. Sure, I'm talking about uh, looking for information, uh, Nelly. said do do, do do you think as a people we we push enough to get this information? Obviously, it it could be embargoed for whatever reasons. But are we pushing enough uh, to make it available to all of us so that uh, we really internalize the meaning of the passing of our, one of us because of such circumstances?
1: I think I mean I think it's a combination of two things like, um, said that a lot of the time that some of the information is not available on things as they happen. But I think also there's an over reliance on whatever bits that the media picks up that we don't we often don't interrogate the the things we we do read about and the things that we don't read about. Um, I think we don't Question enough um, and yeah, I, mean, I think the one thing I really want to let on or that Ziander said is the fact that the the you know the level of debate often that happens with social media i mean it's easier for a Woworth chicken to trend than some really, really important social issues sometimes, and that's because. Primarily, maybe, I mean, it's a couple of things that, um, you know, we consume what we see. So whoever makes the loudest noise about an issue, that's what people latch on. And also sometimes people just don't want to do the work of, um, interrogating information that's available and, and, and what's not. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I really think it just boils down to the level of also how, how engaged, uh, people are when it comes to such an issue.
0: Uh, to, to both of you, is it worth to ask the question as to how we consume media? Uh, obviously, you, you were referring to how much information is available. In terms of us as media consumers, are we consuming media wisely so that we make the right decisions? Uh,
1: it would definitely be a no for me. Sometimes I think we—I I really, really don't think that interrogate enough in us or. We don't push uh, our media enough. I definitely don't think we push our media enough uh, for information.
0: Do we question as I, much?
1: I,
2: I have to agree with. Go ahead.
0: Please, please continue, Zander.
2: Yeah, no. I was just like to say I have to. I have to agree with uh, with Nalisa. Um I think that that the the, uh, the news platforms and the people who receive who we receive news from. Um, just haven't been pushed enough by us being critical consumers and and pushing back and saying, you know, to a certain extent it happens with some outlets where, you know, when they produce whole articles that are just basically copy and pasting uh, tweets, for example, from Twitter, then, you know, you do see sometimes that people say this is not quality journalism, it's not quality uh, media, um, uh, you know, sort of media work. But I I feel like that's not sort of pushed enough and there are definitely there are more publications I think who are trying to do good work out there who are underfunded or um you know who who don't receive the same amount of traffic as some of the larger sites and I think then it's it starts to really become important for us to, you know, try and subscribe to um to news sites and to newspapers and uh channels that are trying to provide good uh, news content and not just relying on Sifting through our tweets, um, you know, every day and, and sort of cobbling together a story or doing sort of shoddy journalism. I think Melissa is completely right. We should be better <coughs> consumers of media in that sense.
0: Also, you know, the reaction by many people I've spoken to, um, the question and the reaction we have towards what happened in America as opposed to what happened in the country, it's so disproportionate. And the question is why? why why are we not looking here and making as much noise?
1: I think you know the one you know the one quick answer to something like that is also that it's easier to to um to to engage sometimes with things that are not happening here because then there's really no repercussions in the sense that you you won't necessarily be stepping on um on, on tolls toes on certain things right um I mean I think I made a comment about on Twitter about our celebrities and and how they you know they've left onto the george floyd um case and the black lives matter hashtag um that's been trending um if that were of for example versus the Collins Co case while there hasn't been much information, it is now out there. Um, But at the heart, obviously, of the the Colin Cotter case, is the fact that it's a government institution that um, has committed the offense. And um, we know also in the South African situation how um, close proximity to politicians means income for certain people. So people won't make um won't be as outraged. I mean in the greater scheme of things, Trump does not really care what a South African celebrity says. But um, you know, uh you know, so Ramaphosa, for example, he, people don't want to piss to piss him off, um because of uh you know close proximity to power brings income to people. So people will obviously count their words um, in terms of how outraged or not they are about an issue here.
0: Sure, um, w- would you say collectively we, b- because when you look at the riots uh, currently taking place in the United States, it looks like everybody is there. You know, black and white people together—it's a different picture here in, in South Africa. Well, do you think it's—it's it's still got to do with uh, you know repercussions, fear, not wanting to step on people's toes? Yes. Yes. Queen, I, mean, I, I
1: think we need I think will
0: give Zander a
2: chance to answer. Zander? Yeah. No. I mean, I—I I was just about to. I think. Uh, I think the the issue that constantly comes up uh, within protests. Um, you know, in South Africa. And, and yes, our protests look different to the United States than they should because we're two completely different countries. But there's there are very intense class and race ish- issues in South Africa that really prevent, uh, you know, solidarity um, across movements, right? So it, it's even if you, I'll, I'll take season of four uh, as an example. Even if you look at something like season of four, um, the, while that was happening, there was. You know, enormous amounts of, of, uh, debates and conversation around the fact that there were not as many, uh, we know that there are many, many white students who are at universities, uh, in South Africa, but we knew that there were not as many white people who were out and protesting, uh, during Foods Must Fall. And that's simply, uh, a class and a, and to a certain extent a racial issue that, you know, Foods Must Fall or Rhodes Must Fall was not necessarily something um, that affected them in the same way as many black students um and and you know they they didn't have to, or felt that they didn't have to protest for fees because you know their parents are able to pay for it so there's there there's schisms in you know our own society that um i think make uh mass protest in that sense much more um, uh, much more difficult to try and sort of mobilize um and get off the ground and and it, very similarly I think there's there's also other types of protests in the US that uh you know obviously also have a race and a class element to them. Um and sort of harking back to the you know the the quote unquote reopen protests, um where we saw uh you know, white men with machine guns sort of going into state capitals demanding that uh businesses reopen, um that had a very clear uh class and race element to it. So I I you know, it's not to say that that mass protest is not possible in South Africa. I think it just looks different um, to what it would look like uh, in the U.S.
0: Interesting point, Melissa. Uh, I'm
1: um, sorry. Um, repeat the question again.
0: No, earlier I'd asked that. You know, in America, you know, you of saw a picture of black and white people just protesting currently and it's a different case altogether in South Africa. It looks like uh, our solidarity here is is seriously wanting.
1: You know, our, our solidarity is seriously civilized, if, 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 if for lack of a better word. Um, I think, um, you know, uh, as, as Yandy mentioned, firstly our uh, race and class issues uh, are completely worlds apart. Um, yes, there are times where they intersect, but often they don't intersect uh, at at convenient um, places. Um, for example, uh, a lot of I mean, we live in an unequal an society, and majority of of the issues that we put us to the streets uh, are often a questioning of privilege, a questioning of um, access. Resource, which most of the time um, you will find, I mean, uh, uh, that the other side does not um, resonate sometimes with, with, with the issues. I mean, I think, or it's a questioning of privilege of the other side. So obviously, you won't find white people or other privileged people protesting against themselves. So um, they won't entertain. They won't entertain that for as long as. Um, there is if these huge class and gap um uh class uh, uh issues and distance and some of the uh, you know, the the pure racism issues, we we will not find each other.
0: Yeah, um, going forward, what would you want to see in in, in terms of dealing with issues like these, issues of public interest, where uh, w- we need to be finding each other and fighting uh, things like brutality, people doing things with impunity? How how do you go about it? What would you want to see, ladies? I'll start with you, Ziyanda. I
2: I would just like to see people, you know, trying to think more critically about. Um, about, you know, all of these issues, uh, whether it's police brutality or, or other issues going forward. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm someone who's researched and, uh, written quite a bit about, uh, the militarization of policing, uh, you know, around the world, but specifically in South Africa. Um, and so I, I, there was a, a, a debate, um, that happened or, or a sort of start of a debate. Um, that I don't necessarily think was fully ventilated, you know, right around the time that the military was deployed, uh, on the Cape Flats in July last year. Um, and I, I think I, I definitely saw people immediately say, this is a great idea. This definitely should happen. This is, you know, exactly what's, what's needed on the Cape Flats. And it's turned out that it's not. And it, you know, it comes down to the very simple issue of, of the fact that the military are ill-trained and they are ill-suited to the task of community policing being a soldier and being a police officer are two completely different things. Um, and and we've seen the, the levels of, you know, that ill-suitedness um, now where you have soldiers saying that, you know, innocent people have provoked them. I mean, that's that's a, that's a completely ridiculous statement to make. Um, you know, when you're holding an AK-47 and someone is in their front yard and, and drinking a beer, in my mind, there's no situation where that person could have provoked you to the point where several of you Physically assault him and cause his death, so I think we just need to be as you know as a society and, and as a group of people so much more critical of um, or at least exercise critical thinking uh, in terms of, of when when issues like this arise and not immediately you know, sort of jump to defend one side or the other but try and take in information try and um uh you know try and learn about uh, situations and then form an opinion. Um, I think' we'll, we'd all be better off for it
0: Melissa quickly your, your, your take
2: I think um, in addition to what the end saying um
1: we need to be able if we don't offer um different um if our opinions uh, informed opinions uh are not out there um then um you know we don't uh we don't move forward on on an issue i think it's important that people realize that um they do have the space to ventilate um what they think um that if, you know sometimes if, if if you're not able to be heard uh, uh the you know the upside for us around uh, media who uses social media uh, to pick up narrative is that we need to be able to feed that. Unfortunately that a beast that now works like that. But if we don't say anything, then we are not um you know, we are not uh we are not changing the narrative. If we're not questioning, if we're not pushing back uh, in terms of the information that we're given, then we are we are doing ourselves a disservice. We can't keep quiet about things
0: absolutely i wish we had more time ladies but uh you've started it let's talk about this a whole lot more um you are both on uh twitter yeah. uh, yes uh and, and and what instagram gee i tend to forget the other one so you're both on twitter <laughs> and instagram <laughs> hey these things happen on mondays ladies so <laughs> 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 so, and Mulana and Zienda Sturman on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, this is where we'll find you, and uh, you'll be pushing this envelope in terms of let's engage a little bit more. Thank you. Ladies, thank you so much, and uh, happy youth month.
2: Yes, thank you. Lovely, thank thing. you. Thank and have a have a good
0: Monday. Lovely, thank you. That's uh, social commentators Nelly Sangulana and and Ziander Steerman. Um, Tulani uh, Tulani Agurlani Metro says Andres Tatani died and we did nothing. Many black people were killed in this country by police and racist elements, and the media did nothing to. Rem- and to make a comparison with uh, the Floyd matter is misplaced. And remember, under Obama, many black people were killed, and he did nothing. And for him to talk now is just political. And I rest my case. That's what uh, uh, Tulani has to say. He is out in Leni. hashtag #SAFM Sound Awake.